Welcome to Weekly Homilies with Father Mark Sislanko, pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut, part of the Catholic Archdiocese of Hartford. I'm Carol Vassar, Parish Director of Communications. This is Season 3, Episode 42, for the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, November 15, 2020. Our Gospel reading is from Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come and share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter? Should you not then have put my money in the bank, so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. What specifically does God entrust to you and to no other? What specifically does God entrust to you and to no other? As you ponder that question for a bit, Perhaps you immediately go to your gifts and your talents, to those things that you do well. Some may be responding, well, God has given me an artistic sense, and so being an artist is something I feel called to. Or God has given me the talents to be an administrator, And so I seek to be the organizer of things. Or God has given me the gifts and the talents to be an educator. 
And so I use those gifts and talents to enlighten minds and hearts. For God has given me the gifts and talents to be a wonderful physician. And so I use those gifts and talents to embark upon the ministry of healing. But is it really our own unique gifts and talents that really define us? Is that God's greatest, most unique, and most special gift that he has given to you and you alone? And the answer is no. There is a gift that God has given that goes well beyond just what we do well and what we excel at. It goes well beyond what our particular talents are and the gifts that we bring to life. The gift that God gives to each one of us individually and uniquely is the most precious gift of all, and it is the gift of God's very presence. The gift of the divine image as it's woven into the very essence of my soul, as I know myself to be. When God creates us and fashions us, each individually and uniquely, his relationship that he has with us is shared by none other, only by ourselves. Only we have the relationship that we have with God, and only we carry the image of himself that he has placed within us. It is a unique blessing that has been bestowed upon every one of God's children, a unique and intimate relationship that all of God's children have the privilege of sharing with God. And so it is this image of the divine that is etched upon the very core of our soul that God entrusts to us. And he says, I give my most precious self to you. Now take that gift and invest it wisely so that others can share in what I have given to you. Invest it wisely. And so the very image of God that God has given to us, we are asked to then share and invest so that it can multiply a hundred, five hundred fold. And that the investment can return greater than it has been received. It is the power of God's love that's embodied in God's presence. The very essence of love is God. And so at the core of ourself, we have this very intimate, special love relationship with God that we are asked to bring to every aspect of our lives and every part of who we are. Do we invest it wisely? I think sometimes fear gets the greatest of us, and we find ourselves afraid to take the risk of love, afraid to bring our relationship with God 
into places of our lives where it may be rejected or it may not find a home. Sometimes arrogance prevents us from investing that precious gift that God has given us because we think that whatever is going on in our life or in our world is best solved by some other means rather than through the power of God's love. Or maybe ignorance prevents us from sharing that gift. But we also have this tendency as human beings to create boxes in our life. And each one of the boxes that we have in our life is designated for a specific purpose. And we have our God box. And our God box has our spirituality in it, which is usually focused on our home and our church and with those people with whom we share our faith. And so we have our God box. And we open the God box when it's necessary or important to do so. And then we have the business box, how we conduct the business of our lives. And then we have our personal box, which contains all of the personal relationships and associations I have in my life. Then we have our political box and our social box and our ideology box, where we have a sense of how we think the world ought to operate and what we need to do to resolve conflicts and problems. And all these boxes exist. And God is saying to us, take the God box and marry it to all the other things in your life so that what you have with me is brought to everything else. And the image of my very self in you is the beginning of all other things that unfold before you. The beginning of all conflict resolution, the beginning of all choices, the beginning of all decisions and all comings and goings. And he says, if you start there, if you realize that I am with you, that my love propels you, that my love created you, that my love sustains you, then you will not fail in the mission of bringing that message to a world so desperately in need of it. Imagine if we started from that point in our lives, that we really had a sense that as a human being, as a person, that I truly and truly embody the God who made me, that that spark of the divine world is in me, that I have this intimate relationship with my creator. And then the actions, what I believe, who I am, is going to flow from that wonderful relationship. And if we all did that, then human life would take on a vibrant dignity that so easily gets lost and dispensed with today. That when it came to solving a problem or resolving a conflict, that violence would have no place, but that we pursue peaceful resolutions to whatever it is 
that is unsettling us. And that we have a true sensitivity and bond with the poor because that love that exists within me, God's love, links me together with all of my other brothers and sisters in the world and makes us responsible for the well-being of each other. And we would work more ardently for justice, for peace, and creating a space and a home where all of God's children have a place. As we look at the troubles that our world faces, and as we look at various means that are employed for trying to resolve those troubles, the most obvious one is always overlooked. And it begins with a true sense of who we are as people and the intimate relationship we have with our Creator and the wonderful gift that has been entrusted to every single one of us. It is not our kingdom that we are called to build. It is not our own personal agenda that God asks us to put to service at first, for, at first before all else. What is most important is the kingdom of God. And God gives us that talent, that gift of his very presence to build up his vision and his world. And so as we consider who we are and who we're called to be, a great question we can ponder this week as we go about the business of our lives is this. Is the world, and not just the world of our own personal lives, but the greater world in which we live, is the world a better place because you have been here? Is the world a better place because you have been here? If yes, then how? If not, then why not? Father Mark Stislenko is the pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Learn more about our parish community at isidoreandmaria.org and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our music comes free of charge from Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening. <laughs>